This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It is fascinating to me how facts, as Ben Shapiro says, facts don't care about your opinions. Uh, or your feelings. Well, now we are we are taking feelings and opinions and elevating them over facts. This is exactly what fact check organizations does, according to Facebook in a court of law. John Stossel is suing Facebook. Facebook just responded and said, you can't sue us for this because these are protected opinions. Wait a minute, I thought we were talking about facts. We have one of his attorneys on to explain this and explore this in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Allow me to introduce you to your friendly neighborhood cyber criminal. Right about now, he's preparing to go on a Christmas shopping spree. Giant flat screen TV, check. New PlayStation, complete with every game that you could imagine. And a few you can't. You got it. Posters of 80s hit bands like Flock of Seagulls. Weirdly, also, yes. Here's the kicker. He's going to use your money to buy all of that stuff because he was able to hack into your computer, steal your identity, and open himself a nice little account with everything you had saved up. If he didn't hack into your computer, somebody else is hacked in, and he just assembled all of the parts by buying them on the dark web. Nobody can follow everything. Nobody can watch every purchase or uh, every transaction. It's just not possible. But there is somebody who not only is the best in the business, in my opinion, but they also have been doing it the longest. And they have a, a really expert team of people to fix it if there is a problem. It's LifeLock. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. It's lifelock.com. Nationally recognized civil rights lawyer <clears throat> uh, named as uh, one of the best lawyers under 40 in 2007. Uh, she is the founder and chief executive officer for the uh, Center for American Liberty. We uh, we welcome Harmeet Dillon to the program. Hi, Harmeet. Yes. Hi. Thanks for having me. So um, I, I, I can't wrap my arms around this crazy Facebook defense that their fact checks are protected opinions. And so we can't push back on them while they say we're liars. <laughs> How's that work? Well, I don't think it works. Um, you know, this, we've seen this phenomenon now for several years. I've seen it with various clients of my firm where they're respected journalists or writers and they put up material on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on other platforms. YouTube is another. And, you know, these companies have been sued many times. I've sued various of these companies many times on different theories. 
And because of a law called Communications and Decency Act, Section 230, these companies have basically been allowed a government protection uh, from the type of defamation that you or I would be liable for if we said false things about people in other forums. And so in this case, as, as you know, many of your viewers may know, when you're reading an article and maybe an article you like and you go to share it, uh, or even without going to share it, mm-hmm. a, a label pops up that warns you that, you know, this article that you're reading and you're about to share is false, partly false, you know, fake news, basically. And then sometimes even getting into some details as to what's false about it. And that's what happened here with John Stossel, who's a respected journalist with decades of experience. And he's creating independent content now. And on his Facebook page, he posted a couple of videos about two different climate change topics. And one was about the forest fires that have consumed California over Mm -hmm. recent years and in 2020 and what caused them. And he was interviewing experts on forest fires. And then in the other one, he's talking about a variety of claims by, you know, climate activists about everything being caused by climate change, you know, hurricanes, fires, you name it. And so how these companies try to get around them being called defamers, Facebook, these other big companies is they hire. And I imagine my air quotes here, they Mm. hire independent fact checkers (laughs) who are really activists themselves. Of course, they, they let loose the hounds of independent fact checkers on helpless users of these platforms who are not allowed to fight back and they rip them to shreds as if it's some kind of a blood sport and there's no appeal process. And so, you know, this climate change group that was tasked with reviewing this one is some French outfit, very biased. Uh, A review of their reviews of people's posts shows that in the case of authors who are perceived as conservative, they routinely rate them as false or mostly false. Uh, lacking context is another nice one that they like to use. Yeah. But in this case, you know, they really got it wrong here. They factually wrong. Uh, you know, they, they attributed to John a statement that he didn't make, namely that um, he said that climate played no role in forest fires. And in fact, he actually said that climate very well may play a role in fires, but it certainly doesn't explain California's fires. And there are other explanations that have to do with government government behavior and choices. And then in the other one, similarly, they, they basically smear him with, with lack, misleading, lacking context, partially false, uh, contains factual inaccuracies. So, so that's the label on the more gen- general video. Now, if you're a journalist who's devoted his whole career mm-hmm. to getting it right and, and elucidating the truth to the public, Labeling somebody's post as partly false contains factual inaccuracies is devastating. It would be like telling the world, fixing a label to lawsuits that I filed that they're, you know, that 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 they're sanctioned, that that they've been sanctioned when they haven't. Well, it, so, uh, honestly, uh, it is like instead of taking the all the news fit to print and changing the subtitle to of the New York Times to contains factual inaccuracies right or lacking context lacking yeah you would the new york times would never become the new york times if that had to be printed on the front page 
of every newspaper. And it's true about the New York Times. It's true about the New York Times. And, you know, so what what, so so now these guys are playing a shell game. So we sued them, but we didn't just sue them. We, We wrote them letters first. The French, you know, climate change outfits. And we and and Facebook now Meta, um, and they changed their name in the middle of this case, and and you know they wrote back saying, oh no no this is this is you know infotainment basically this is this is our opinion it isn't fact checking at all uh, although it says fact checkers and fact checking on it, and we didn't buy it. I mean this was devastating to John. It drove his viewership down hugely, and for oh, yeah. social media writers, that's 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 revenue, that's credibility, that's your professional reputation, that's you know what what you're labeled maliciously with in Wikipedia when you die, you know, purveyor of false videos oh, yeah. about the climate, you know, so it, it, it that's a stench that doesn't wash off, and there's no place to wash it off. So he sued as a last resort over this issue and Facebook responded, uh, you know, this is just, uh, this, is, this, is a, this is just our opinion. This isn't, this isn't meant to be fact. You aren't meant to take it literally when we say fact checkers. So it, it's kind of an Orwellian, almost ridiculous situation, but so you know, where does this it's, go it's from black and white. Where does this go from here? Well, there'll be an argument in front of the judge. Um, interestingly, our case has bounced around so far amongst two judges. Uh, the second judge just got appointed to the, just got you know nominated and confirmed to the Ninth Circuit last week. So we're probably going to be awaiting hearing in front of a third judge uh, to see you know what happens with this case. And and look, Facebook has oh sorry, Meta has overwhelming resources, and you know they just brush these claims aside and i've dealt with their quote-unquote fact checkers before and and glenn your 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 listeners may not know what this industry of fact checkers is they're again air quotes nonprofits. they usually employ washed up or you know sort of journalists who don't want to work that hard anymore or activists or both some from the new york times the wall street journal i've dealt with some very esteemed former journalists Mm -hmm who now work for these outfits and all day, all day long, their job is, you know, slap false labels on as many of your enemies and opponents that people who disagree with you as possible, laugh quietly and go out for a cocktail. That's, that's the deal. And, and it's, it's not right. And if you or I did this and called a journalist's work false, partly false, uh, you know, lacking context, that would be harmful and you or I could get sued. So, the same should be true of Facebook and Communications Decency Act Section 230 is not, as these big tech companies repeatedly claim, a license to lie, smear, defame, and devastate users. But that's exactly uh, what it what it does over and over and over again. We have had fact checks from the same people. We've had fact checks where they claimed uh, that something we said was false. Because it comes from uh, a study that on page 435 made another claim that we weren't making that was proven false. Right. But because the part that wasn't false was also in that same study with something that was, we, we, were, we were fact-checked as wrong. And it's like, wait. Right. 
And, and when you look at the label, I'm just reading from it from, from our complaint, um, the label, big, big box, missing context. And then it says, from independent fact checkers. And then there's another little label, fact check. Uh, science, climate change, et cetera. And then it says about this notice, independent fact checkers say this information is missing context and could mislead people. And then it says, learn more about how Facebook works with independent fact checkers to stop the spread of false information. So it goes on to say, this is false. So, I mean, I don't know how much more clear you can be. So claiming it's now, it's news to me. And, and, And by the way, they're asking every user of Facebook to somehow guess that their fact check is simply an opinion, their opinion commentary. Right. And on top of it, they not only uh, label you with that, but they also then the algorithm shoves you down. Uh, and on top of that, now I've noticed some of them are not even letting you share the story. It won't it. You can't. You, you It's there. It'll say it's false. But if you try to share the story because you disagree with their opinion, you can't even share the story. I mean, it, it's it's yeah. it's a gulag system uh, at uh, Facebook. Uh, what can the average person do? Well, um, you know, the average person can can follow this lawsuit, talk about it, mock Facebook. I don't know. And, you know, we have to eventually, hopefully, find some platforms that don't lie, defame, steal our information, and play games. But ultimately, Glenn, the only remedy for this, for the, for the citizens, for the users of social media around the world, is our members of Congress and our president, when they are right-thinking people, need to change Communications Decency Act, Section 230, to make it clear that it is no longer appropriate for these companies to use its protections as a complete carte blanche for doing whatever they want. There have to be some norms and some rules. There should be a user's bill of rights. There needs to be an appeals process for this. And these companies have to face some form of liability because so far, court after court after court has let them out scot-free. And and frankly, even conservative think tanks, and I'm using those air quotes again, and conservative nonprofits and conservative lawmakers have all bought the big tech lobbyist propaganda that these types of quote-unquote protections for these trillion-dollar corporations are necessary to ensure free speech. No, they aren't. They're no more necessary to ensure free speech than a taking away defamation liability is necessary for you or I or the New York Times to stop defaming people. It is, in fact, that liability that reins people in from going too far. So we all know the difference between a fact check and an opinion, and nobody's suing over an opinion here. They're suing over a false accusation of lying in in an article. Exactly right. Thank you so much, Uh, Harmeet Dillon. um, We'll be watching this uh, and our best to John Stossel and everybody on your team. Thank you. Our sponsor this half hour is Goldline. It has become very apparent in recent months that uh, the current administration, what it lacks in knowledge on what the causes are of inflation. Also, it lacks in knowledge of what to do to fix it, if they're even looking for that. Um, this is getting worse and worse and worse. There was, do we have the audio of, uh, Joe Biden 
on a uh, television news program last night in Ohio talking and trying to sell his Build Back Better uh, program to the people of Ohio. Listen to this. What do you say to people in the Dayton area, Mr. President, who have expressed concerns about whether trillions more in federal spending will will help when you have inflation at a near 40 year high? Uh, The way I say to them, this is not going to cost a single solitary penny. We're not going to increase the deficit by one cent in the Build Back Better plan at all. Boy, I'd like to fact check that one. Uh, that, that, does first that get of all, eliminated from social media? Right. Is there anyone who actually believes that as a program that it's all paid for? Nobody should believe that. Even if it is all paid for, saying that it's paid for means it does cost a cent. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. by definition, right. it literally means that. Right. And, of course, they're lying about it being paid for yeah, as well. Yeah, it's not. It's going to cost somebody something. Uh, and somebody is already paying a lot for it and that somebody is everyone inflation you cannot continue to print so much money and dump it into the system this is inflation goldline is would like to remind you that the the hedge against inflation the hedge against insanity we're a year into this and we're at the worst inflation we've seen in 40 years, give it another year. Give it build back better. You're going to see the worst inflation we've seen since the Depression soon. And gold is the hedge against inflation. This week, Goldline is offering 6% in promotional medals for qualifying self-directed IRA acquisitions. Please call an account executive today. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, Stu, we were talking uh, earlier today on the podcast about how um, San Francisco, the mayor of San Francisco, is coming out and saying this is going to end. We have got to have more financing for the police. We're going in the other direction because this is the wrong direction. And it was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. She was angry about it. Um, and whether that is whether that's real or just posturing, I don't know. But time will tell. But more and more people are starting to get a little angry at things. I want to play a cut uh, cut 11. This is a guy going off on Make-A-Wish. Listen to this. I can't believe you f***ing people. I can't believe that these things are actually happening to our f***ing country. I got a text, a message from a friend of mine here on Staten Island. His four-year-old kid, his ill four-year-old kid, was refused by the Make-A-Wish Foundation for his f***ing wish because he's not vaccinated at four f***ing years old. You f***ing people succumb to this f***ing bullshit with this 99.7% survival rate f***ing bullshit virus. You should be ashamed of yourself to make a wish. Let me tell you something, Make-A-Wish Foundation. You're going to f***ing wish that you never f***ing made this decision. Come this week. After this weekend, I got to do. Next week, we're going to do something for this f***ing kid. Okay? And we're going to let the Make-A-Wish Foundation... (laughs) 
wish that they never made this. I want decision. this guy on the air. I want to find out not live. how we can help. Not live. <laughs> and I, well, he sounds like Andrew Dice Clay, doesn't he? Yeah, I could. When he said, "I'm from Staten Island," I'm like, yeah. "Oh, really? really? Yeah, that's a stunner." <laughs> uh, I want to see if we can help. Um, but this, I, I'm playing this because I don't know if you saw Salvation Army is really hurting. They are really, really hurting on their toy drives and everything else this year. Is that year. a true story, though? I mean, you're that not even hurting? eligible to to be vaccinated at four years old. You can't get it if you want it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've moved on to <laughs> I've moved on to uh, Salvation Army. Salvation Army. They're having a hard time because they were becoming politically correct and woke, and they said that all of their donors need to you know need to be reminded to be woke and mm. all of this crap and people are turning their backs on salvation army i'm telling you this is going to start killing these companies just start killing it and sure. some of them have started to to turn around the ones who were for the vaccine are now starting to go well maybe we won't vaccinate all our employees maybe well, they're seeing you know, they're going to lose people and make it difficult for their companies to operate, including their healthcare facilities to operate. So uh, I don't know how that helps the COVID situation yeah. if we yeah. have hospitals without employees. Yeah, if you're one of these woke uh, companies, I think the tide is turning. Uh, and uh, especially if you're Make-A-Wish. <laughs> Holy cow. Holy cow. Uh, next week. He's got stuff to do this week. Yeah, this but week. Next but week. Next week. Yes. I got some things I got to <laughs> take care of this week. You know what I mean? This is the Glenn Beck Program. So Melanie, she lives in Georgia. She listens to the program. She writes in, tells her, tells me about her dog's experience with rough greens. She said, I was really skeptical, Glenn, about trying rough greens. I'm sure my dog was not going to eat it. Boy, was I wrong. My dog loves rough greens. Now he only eats the food that I put rough greens on, and he has so much more energy than he used to. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I tell you, Melanie, I was exactly the same. I, I did not think that Uno would eat this because he is so particular about his food. He loves it. Now, your dog may not know that he needs more re- nutrition than just what comes out of his kibble food, but his body knows. And I've had the same experience with my dog. They eat it. They love it. And they're happier and and more active. Just try it. It's not a dog food. It's something you sprinkle on the food, supplement filled with all the things that make your dog healthier and happier. And you can get a free bag right now of Rough Greens for your dog to try out. All you do is pay for shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Looking for a great uh, Christmas gift? Check out glenbeckart.com. Glenn, I love that. It's a great website. Glenbeckart.com. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Hello and welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. All right. Uh, you know, this program has won so many awards for its art and architectural uh, discussions. Very true. Uh, and many of our papers that we have had published in some of the most important artistic and uh, architectural digests and journals and you you were named the 100th most important person in the world of art and that's true true that that is true that that is actually a fact you should Mm -hmm. look that one up anyway so i just wanted to remind those who you know might be straggling in here 
uh, and you missed uh, our uh, our latest eight part series on uh, the architecture uh, and some of the greatest homes ever built. Uh, but uh, we wanted to continue now our conversation about Notre Dame. Now, Stu, uh, as a complete and total snob, mm-hmm. uh, don't you think that Notre Dame it was a little old and dusty. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this old timey thing. I mean, mm. how do we remix it to make it better? Well, how about taking it and building it into something else entirely? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't seem like that would be the way I would go. Well, let me ask you this again. As an art lover, art historian, mm. architectural design maven really that you are thank you very much yes. um if let's say there was an earthquake in egypt and the pyramids went away right i would say let's rebuild them but this time as a square <laughs> yeah that would be a, a strange choice but wait wait i'm not done mm-hmm. and then inside we put stores so you're building a mall you can call it that. I like to call it a square. <laughs> oh, okay. With stores inside. Ah. Uh, uh-huh. And we reimagine mm. the pyramids. I don't think Notre Dame needs to be reimagined. You don't think so? No. Yeah. I'm going to go with a full yeah. fledged no so on that. They are, uh, they are adding mood lighting in and contemporary artworks. Um, there are going to be 2,000 movable objects that will be rearranged so that uh, visitors, you know, will. Have more space because the redesign wants to foster a dialogue between the old and the new. Does that sound uh, like to you, Stu? Uh, Bullcrap? Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Okay. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> I hate to be yeah, we too can... artsy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I get sometimes we jump a little too far <laughs> yeah. ahead of the audience yeah. down these deep architectural roads. Mm-hmm. But I think. Bullcrap. I think mm-hmm. this is something that that everybody can go bullcrap on yeah um uh, so they've they've uh, they've got a uh, hundred public figures now including art historians heritage and architectural experts intellectuals artists and writers uh and uh, these people because they are not progressive thinkers uh they're all saying don't do this why don't you just rebuild it because it was one of the most important buildings uh you know of all time and it was pretty spectacular the way it was. But those people don't know what they're talking about. So. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't uh, doesn't seem doesn't seem like a, a sensible view, mm-hmm. or a sensible mm-hmm. view. Mm-hmm. Um, have you followed? This is a little bit off topic, but it is it is tied to our deep architectural understanding. Yes. Of the world. Yes. Have you followed this? The Hudson Yards situation in New York City? Oh, you mean the vase? The what? The vase. The vase? Oh, that's what it's called, the vase. I thought it was the vessel. Oh, yeah. You're so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. The vessel. So Hudson Yards is a new mm-hmm. development. Uh, by the way, the cost of Hudson Yards, $25 billion. $25 just billion. Just the $25 billion, though. Not but that's, 26. That's, that's not just the vessel. No, that's the entire that's complex. That's the entire right. complex. So the okay. vessel. The vessel. Is, is. a bizarre uh-huh. Uh-huh. art sort of display Mm -hmm. uh, i guess Mm -hmm. you could call Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. it is a um 160 some odd 154 it is 154 interconnecting flights of stairs Mm. now you might think i don't like one flight of stairs i don't Um, like stairs at all and if this is to get me to look at art i guess i'll never see art right how do you 
How do you take art and say, you know what can make this better? Making it into a whole bunch of staircases. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that just that is the that is like no one should go see that. That's just we don't want anyone here. We don't want anyone here. This land used to be occupied by humans. We put the vessel there. No humans are around anymore. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of what, well, it's kind of one of the things that's going on right now. So they built this thing. By the way, Vessel, the bunch of stairs that we're talking about, cost $200 million. $200 million. For a bunch of stairs. That, okay. By the way, we should point out, don't lead to anything. That's the that's the thing about Vessel, is that it doesn't, not like you're taking well, stairs to get to a store. Does it? You're just walking on stairs. Right. And there's no real art to see. The stairs no, are the, the art. Stairs are the, the stairs art. are the art. Now, that's the way I think of stairs often. Art. That's art. I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to walk on that. No. That's a beautiful piece of art right there. Now, they do say they're a pretty great views when you get sure, up to the top. Which sure. is 16 stories of stairs. 16 stories in New York. That's crazy because you, you can see over nothing. None of the no, buildings. None of the buildings. None of the buildings. Not even At the ones 16, nearby. you're looking right into a office. Right. It's beautiful. So they built this thing, and yeah. actually it's been really tragic because people, and I don't know if this has to do with walking up lots of stairs, but people get to the top and then jump off. Mm-hmm. And so they had three suicides. The thing opened in 2019, and they had three suicides. So eventually they closed uh, the display and refurbished it um, so they people couldn't jump off uh, and ha- reopened it, and then someone else jumped off somehow. Uh, and it was like a kid. It was a really oh, tragic, geez. terrible freaking story. Um, so, so this is becoming like a suicide spot. Yes. And, and it is suicide. It's not people falling off. No, it's not people falling off. It's people jumping off. And it's not just for humor's sake. It's not people getting up and going, there is nothing to this. And now I've got to walk all the way down. Right. It's, it's not it's that not either. an aversion to stairs okay, that we know right. of. Although, well, how do we know? You know, uh, I'd get halfway up and go, you know, it's faster. Let's just faster right <laughs> I, that i i wouldn't be stunned if it was right. someone in in our type of have shape have you been to the guggenheim no you have to walk up now it's ramps so that makes it a little better mm. but you have to walk up and by the time you get up to the top you're like this is all crap this is just all crap why am i doing this why am i doing that's this? why they put it at the top because you don't yes. know it's crap till you get there yes but then you have to go down Right. Yeah. So uh, they've now closed this thing mm-hmm. and they don't think they they think they may never open it again. It's a two hundred million dollar staircase vessel. vessel yes. Yeah. <laughs> vessel that goes nowhere. That goes nowhere mm-hmm. except apparently giving people options to kill themselves. So now they're going to have to close it completely. So may I say and this is not for uh, uh, humor. This is uh, more philosophical. If we could switch gears from our deep our deep, deep discussion of uh, art and architecture mm-hmm. right to philosophy. That is a monument to America today. Stairs that go nowhere except to suicide. That is pretty much what we're dealing with in our society. Things that don't make any sense at all. And our kids are killing themselves. Congratulations. So it seems like the path we are on. That is a that is a vessel of wokeness. Mm. That's what that should be called. Vessel of wokeness. When do they decide if they're going to open it up again? They don't know yet. Uh, it closed in July, so it's been closed for a while, but you know, this thing's just sitting there, you know, costing 
costing money in the middle of a $25 billion complex and is now just known as a suicide hub. And suicide researchers say that that's a real thing. That, like, you know, like the Golden Gate Bridge isn't necessarily the greatest place in the world to commit suicide if that's what you're going to do. It's just that once people start doing it, it becomes a thing among people who might commit suicide. Would you and they want go to, to these, like, these, like, landmarks to do these things. Would you want any... Would you want your your business or your house or whatever it is surrounding this thing that they've built. Would you want anything yeah. to do? It's like having a, if you have a murder house, you know, where somebody was violently right, murdered. Right, yeah. I don't want to buy that house. Uh, this one had several people and it's sitting right there by your front door or your window. Oh, no, thanks. Hey, welcome to New York. I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but I'm going to. Okay, if you're not cooking on a rec tech, you're missing out. You are. I want you to imagine the thickest, juiciest, most marbled steak you have ever seen. Okay, yes, you had to take a loan to get it, but think of this: it's got salt and pepper because you need to do a steak right. That's really all you need, and it's just sitting there. This beautiful slab of meat. You take it. You put it on a rec tech. You walk away, and very shortly. That beautiful, delicious steak sitting on your plate is just waiting for you saying, eat me, eat me, eat me. And you do. That's rec tech for you. You bring home the bacon and it serves it up for you. It is a fantastic griller, smoker, even an oven. Order today your grill for the holidays. Rec tech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Makes a great Christmas gift. Also a great way to Cook your meal for Christmas and the holidays. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Stu, do you remember the woman that we had on, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, the Interchain Wine and uh, Coffee Bistro? And she opened it up during the pandemic and they find her all kinds of things she face up to two years in jail yeah yeah Remember that? um her court appearance happened and she was sentenced to jail uh Unreal. 90 days in jail 90 days incredible uh and the judge lectured her you've got to understand this law applies to you you were a public risk because you kept your business open no, no, she wasn't. This was the second closing. She closed it the first time, the second closing. And I think this is going to happen more and more. There's got to be more and more pushback because they're starting to come back with these closings and the mask mandates and everything else. And I think America's done with it. And they're at that. We're at that point, too, where it's true. You know, if we all march together, they can't stop all of us. They you're seeing this all over the country. A lot of these a lot of these states are just giving up. We saw this from. Uh, sort of from Colorado yesterday, mm-hmm. a Democratic governor coming out and saying, look, you know, you want you, at this point it's done. You want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't, you don't. It's on you. Like, OK, that's a that's a reasonable position for a government to take. Look, we came up with these with these treatments. We think they work. If you don't think they do, then you take the risk by not taking them. And by the way, the same thing goes for people who do take them. You take the risk. And if you if you think they're a good idea. Whatever risk is associated, you go analyze the results. You deal with your own life. We're not your daughter. We're not your doctor. We're not your dad. Just you go and, and assess the risk in your own life. 
He said, quote, everybody has had more than enough opportunity to get vaccinated. Hopefully it's been at your pharmacy, your grocery store, a bus near you or a big event. At this point, if you haven't been vaccinated, it's really your own darn fault. The emergency is over. You know, public health officials don't get to tell people what to wear. It's not their job. Mask is not something that you require. You don't tell people what to wear. You don't tell people to wear a jacket when they go out in winter and force them to wear it. If they get frostbite, it's their own damn fault. If you haven't been vaccinated, that's your choice. I respect it, but it's your fault when you're in the hospital with COVID. I would also say that if you're in the hospital with COVID and you got the vaccine, like the 70% of people that are in the hospital, that's also your own damn fault. I mean, it's just... It's not, I mean, look, we've lost, we've lost the uh, plot here a little bit. It's not your fault if you get freaking COVID. It's no, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, China's it's, fault, really. It's, yeah, it's, it's China's anyway, fault. The Chinese government is the, is the main person to blame yeah. if you get, uh, if you get COVID. And even that's, you know, that's at this point, uh, old news, right? We yeah. all know that it's yeah. spread all over the place. It, you can't, you can't, p- people who have taken all sorts of precautions, including getting vaccinated, including staying in, including uh, take, you know, wearing masks, they've getting, they're getting it too. Yeah. You know, this is not something you punish your, getting a respiratory disease is not you something just, you punish you uh, other people for. let people alone. Yeah. Just leave people alone. Unless you like, it's something egregious, right? If someone who has active COVID and symptoms and just says, I don't care, I'm going That's to that different. old folks those home. Are the, those are the people right. who gave people AIDS intentionally. It's happened. Right. right. And they went to jail. Yeah, you should avoid that activity. Yeah. But we have to understand that we can't be blaming other people for our respiratory illnesses. Tonight, I'm sitting down with Ron DeSantis. The governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, a full hour with Ron DeSantis. I'm excited. I have not spent very much time with him uh, in the past, and I'm a fan. I'm watching him from Texas. I'm a fan. Wish he was the governor of Texas, quite honestly. He's acting like a Texan, um, but uh, he's doing a great job. Will he run uh, for president? Does he and Trump get along? What does this look like? And I want to really talk to him about all of his uh, new policies. He just passed another one or just uh, uh, introduced another one yesterday on wokeism. Yeah, on CRT, the idea it kind of based on the Texas law, the Texas abortion law, where like citizens could theoretically sue um, uh, schools, I guess, if they if they are teaching CRT. Obviously, I want CRT out of the schools very badly. I am concerned a bit of, of this structure of law, even as it applies to abortion. It doesn't seem like the type of thing that is the a sensible way of running a legal system where you just instead of having the the law enforcement uh, enforce a law you have citizens suing each other constantly over things that they don't like now we know gavin newsom's already saying he's going to do something on the second amendment based mm-hmm. on this we'll see i think less likely than or more more likely than something like the second amendment which is obviously in the constitution you know things like buying an suv Right. Like how that's not a constitutional right. And left wing governments are going to use this in all sorts of ways we're not comfortable with. I I just, you know, I'm not a big big fan of it for since it came out here in Texas. And I think it could spiral out of control. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. Ron DeSantis tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV dot com slash Glenn. Use Glenn as a promo code and save. It's also on Blaze TV YouTube tonight at 9 p.m. I got a good interview on my show tonight too, Stu Does America. I'm going to be talking to uh Glenn Beck. Oof. That never works out well. No, I've noticed that. He always that. makes you look like an idiot. I now that I have not noticed. Yeah, it's uh, bad. He doesn't seem to 
um, want to appear on the show. I don't know why uh, you have him on every week, because he seems to hate you. <laughs> I love the, we get messages all the time like, I can't believe Glenn is treating you that way. It's like, don't you get that we're in on it? Like we, it's Last funny. week I walked off his show. I walked off right in the middle yes, of it. Yes, that's true. Well, you know, I had another thing to do. A bigger name came up. Which I thought was uh, odd until... Yeah. Well, anyway. Until it made the show much better. By the way, if you want to help those affected by the tornado last week, please go to mercuryone.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program.